portions of the following program were pre-recorded. AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, here we go. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Just one hour for us today because we have Dodger baseball coming up this afternoon. Uh, last thing I'll say about your vacation. Yes. Boy, you're quite the attraction. People have been running in here just to be able to see where you're sitting. See my stateroom? Yeah. People have been coming. I haven't had this much attention in here in a while. <laughs> I know it's uh so it's it's just past 9 p.m. uh where we are right now on the uh we're actually at the uh on the island of uh Sardinia in a place called Portachurbo and it's beautiful so yeah yeah again I like I said I'm 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 lucky seeing places I've never seen before and and uh very 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 blessed that he has included us on 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 this trip Fred and the best part about it is that we get to stay in touch and 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 you know magic you know i mean he's he's come on the show you know him for years yep. but he is so you know think about magic and think about just him being able to just let his hair down and he loves to tell stories he's great on it and we're talking you know nba playoffs and all those type of things in fact that the finals comes on at 3 a.m. here so they've got it all set up that we're all going to watch the uh the finals together and just uh, you know and i'll throw it out there that you know Someone that's been coming longer than I have is a good friend of his too. Samuel Jackson is on the trip too, along with LL Cool J, uh, and, and so and, well, and their you, wives. You know what? At least you're not dropping any names. No, I got to drop those names. <laughs> I got to drop those names because because um, and just give me a second here, but but I got to drop those names because it's even though we're in Italy, it is it is like the parting of the Red Sea when when Magic goes. We go to dinner with him over here his basketball so big in Italy and we were in Greece for a little bit too but but basketball so big and he's obviously six nine and such a presence that he walks through the crowd and everybody recognizes him and finally that you know people are able to travel a little bit there are a lot of Americans over here so he, it's just partying of the Red Seas and then first they see him right and they everybody loves Matt he has a smile and he gives everybody the love and Hey, how you doing? And he may not even know the person. They come up and say, oh, "Magic, call him the wrong name," and he just does his magic thing, and it's great. And people gravitate to him. So he'll walk through, and then all of a sudden you see the reaction. And I'm in the back because I just walk and just watch it all happen. <laughs> and then you see the people react to, "Wait a minute, that's Samuel Jackson. That's Samuel Jackson," and. He's the total opposite <laughs> because he stays in character, right? So you know, Sam, Sam is the, ber- the best cussing actor in in, a, in the world. So he stays in that character when people come up to take a picture from him. He'll give them the MFs. He'll give them the this and say, "Hey, take this and what you want," and and uh, and and do some of the lines from his movies. It's hilarious to see how the people react to first seeing Magic. And then not realizing that Sam's right behind them, and then their reaction to Sam, and then what he does with them, because him and Magic are totally opposite. He ends up do, does everything and is friendly with everybody, 
but he gives them to a, a little a little Sam Jackson taste before they take the picture. It's it's, it's funny. It's funny, but we we are having a, a a great time. All right, what's the possibility? And you know, we should discuss this off the air. I'm aware of that. <laughs> Here you go, Kevin. See, I knew it. I knew it, Kevin. Right. Jake, I knew it right off the bat. What, I knew it. What's the possibility of uh, you know having Sam come in and say hi one day, or LL Cool J just come in and say hey? What do you think of that? We'll check that out, Fred. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, just see. Hey, I, I, I will do my best. I do my best because we are in a we are in a captive environment. So <laughs> it's not like they can go anywhere. Fred. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> They're on the boat with you. I'll do my best, right. Fred Rogan, and I will nudge. I will nudge. Yeah, all we want to do is come and say hey for a couple minutes. Yes, That's yes, it. yes. I got you. All right, cool. I got you. Cool. I got you. Uh, all right, we, you know, you're having a great time, and the weather here is nice. But, you know, Rodney, we lost somebody you knew over the weekend. And uh, somebody who meant an awful lot to the city, somebody who meant an awful lot to UCLA, and that's Terry Donahue. Yeah. Uh, longstanding battle with cancer and finally came to an end. Now, he was coaching when you were playing? Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, I don't know the exact year he started at UCLA as a head coach, but obviously a player, assistant coach, eventually head coach at UCLA. But, yeah, he was the uh, – he recruited me out of high school to go to UCLA as well. Um and then uh, my whole, my all my four years at USC playing against him, he was a coach at UCLA. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this, Fred. You know, I'm not when unless you're playing for for a, a coach, you really don't get to know other coaches. You really don't unless they kind of cross your path as as being a part of your team. And I w- I would say throughout probably you know college and pro that. The, the closest opposing coach that I had was, was Terry Donahue that I got to know. And, and, and knowing him like I did, he, first of all, he was a great coach, but he was even a better person. Um, and I, I considered him a, a, a really good friend. And um, just, uh, you know, all, all thoughts and prayers to, to his whole family. You know, his daughter, Michelle, actually worked for Holly and my foundation, the Hollywood Foundation, for years um, so th- we were we were involved with with each other, and uh, again, like I said, great respect for the man. And I think, and if you talk to all the guys that played for him, they I don't I don't think you could find anyone that say one bad word about Terry Donahue, because he's he he was he was like I said, first and foremost, he was a good man. He was a good man. So he will he will definitely be missed, and still was a presence as much as he could be when he retired from coaching at UCLA. He would be involved, and and so um, it's a it's a tough one to take because I I, I don't think I've respected a, a coach on the opposing side more than Terry Donahue. You know, you talked about when he retired at UCLA. I think that's one of his regrets. When he looked back, yeah. he thought he retired too soon. He was a guy that you know he right. was one of those guys that worked twenty four hours a day and said I've had enough. And I think what happened was Rodney he he really believed that he he called it too soon. Went into broadcasting, yeah, but I think he called yeah. it too soon. Well, I, you know, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And you remember um, Dick Vermeil, yeah, oh, yeah. who he, he, he coached under and, and was at UCLA as well. Um, and I believe they were very close as well. But but Dick Vermeil went through that a couple of times where it was just, okay, there's a little burnout going on here. Um, I, I, I love it, but it's just what it's doing to me in, in terms of health and body and all those things. Maybe it's time to hang it up. But then you go back and go, maybe it's not time to hang up. And nobody really knows 
and it's hard to deal with that, especially especially in athletics with something you've done for a long time and, and, and more importantly, for, especially as a, as a player because you're so young when you retire. But as a coach, that's what you that's, – that's, that's your family. You, you spend more time with – you. I'm sure he spent more time with his team and his players than he did with his own family because you're around them so much. So, yeah, he, that, I do remember that, that he kind of felt like maybe he had a few more left and he did it too soon. Uh, one other question about Terry Donahue. You said he recruited you. Yeah. Did you have to tell him you weren't going? I did. I did. Um, you know, it was uh, and like most most people that either go to USC, UCLA, it's, it's one or the other. Even though most guys do get recruited by both, you have in your mind kind of – which one you want to go. And for me, it was, it was USC. And it, and, uh, and it happened for me when I was in high school, when USC came to play, I was a ball boy at the university of Arizona. And I was just in awe of, of everything about USC. So even though they recruited me, I think the, <laughs> he kind of got the feeling and probably from my, from my dad, cause they were, my dad knew him as well. Cause he was a coach that, that I was leaning towards USC and my, you know, my dad, cause he knew the recruiting game. He knew how tough it was out there. And he was the one telling me, don't, if you don't, if you're not really going to go or be really interested, let them know early and, and, and let them know you're not going to go, especially people that I know, especially my friends in the business. Just, just let them know, don't string them on. So that, that was one of the calls that I made to him. So listen, I'm, I'm leaning more towards USC. So I don't want to try to, to, to fool you or anything like that. Okay, other story yeah. that occurred since you've been gone. Uh, it's ongoing. I know you've heard about it over yes. there. Trevor Bauer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, here's yeah. what we know. Not a lot more than we knew last week. But the bottom line is, you know, they put him on its seven-day administrative leave. That is Major League Baseball's decision. That is not the Dodgers' decision. The right. Dodgers cannot bench him. The Dodgers cannot suspend him because baseball has to look into it. And there was some question about that initially. Why don't the Dodgers do something? Well, because there are rules and protocols. So he was put on seven-day administrative leave. And theoretically, at the end of the seven days, baseball will have some some information. And then they will... Wait, be because able- of this, let's just go back. Okay. Because of this, though, right, um, there is a restraining order against him. Correct. But there's not been any criminal charges against him yet the police so, are still so, conducting so, an investigation right so for people thinking why didn't the dodgers do something they really can't do anything unless they want to open themselves up to a problem later on of doing that to him prior to there being an investigation or any kind of charges against him. correct and it's also been bargained with the players association these kinds of yeah. things are handled a certain way seven days and then a decision can come down. That's not going to happen. That decision from baseball probably is not going to come in seven days. So they could say he is on administrative leave indefinitely. Remember, if you're on administrative leave, you're getting paid. You're still getting paid, and you're not convicted of anything. That just means they are taking more time to look into it before they render a decision. But don't they have to... uh... Get a, the get the to extend to seven days to get approval from the players' association. Yes, yes, they have to. So get they it. can't just unilaterally say, "Okay, seven days. We're not finished. We're going to tack on another seven days." Correct. Or another fourteen days. Correct. Without the players' union approval. That's right. That's right. And one would assume 
in this situation, since Trevor Bauer had the opportunity to appeal, but chose yeah. not to because he didn't want to be a distraction to the club, that I, I would think that they would go along with, if you need more time, take more time. We'd rather get mm-hmm. this resolved one way or the other and then proceed forward. So Dave Roberts did say, I wouldn't expect him to pitch on Friday where he could have pitched. That would have been seven right. days. And Dave said, I don't think that's going to happen. So we don't know exactly how long this will go on. Which I believe is the right thing. I do too. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, it is no. I mean, this situation, you got to get it right. And, and you, you don't want to rush it back. Because if you do rush it back and there's still not any kind of new news or anything towards it, it, it does possibly become a distraction if he does come back without Major any kind of result. Yeah. And that, and and you also got the all-star break coming up. So why not just wait till after that? Just get it figured out one yeah. way or the other. On Friday, we talked about where some people thought he ought to be out there. He's not convicted of anything. We said, wait, just hit the pause button here. Yeah. Just hit pause. No one is saying anything, but pause. Now let due process take its course. Let the police investigation continue. Let the MLB investigation continue. And you would think the Dodgers are looking into it in their own way as well. Right. Just let it all play out. And it's not a, it's not a, how do you say this? It's not a random, just someone out of the blue saying something. This is, they, they actually had, and he's admitted to having a relationship. Absolutely. If you want to, you know, what are you going to, if you want to call that a relationship, but you have, they had, they've, they've been together. And they both admitted that. So it's not like it was some he say, she say that nobody knows who this person is talking. They actually have had some sort of a relationship. So it is it is real. There is something to this. We just don't know what it is yet. All right. So, again, we, we do know this, that he's not pitching Friday. That we know. Coming up later on in the hour, David Vassay will join us. We'll talk about the winning streak that came to an end yesterday in Miami. We will get into that. Uh, also... Since you're going to be up at 3 a.m. anyway watching the uh, NBA Finals there, you know, you can give us the thoughts of those on the boat and what they're saying leading into it. Only one hour for us today, but we still must have spirituality. Oh, yeah. We can't start the week without it. You more than anybody. I need it. Yeah, well, given the decadence you're involved with today. (laughs) You do need it, and we'll have it next. <laughs> yes, yes, Freddie. Welcome back, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. Coming to you live from Porto Cervo, Italy. Go, Freddie! It is unbelievable. <laughs> it, this is unbelievable. Kevin told me they had the yacht on TMZ this morning. <laughs> oh, they did? Yeah. Did they really? Yeah, they had it on the Oh, morning. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell me, Magic's oh, not paying what the TMZ said. He gets kind of a hometown discount, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. He, you know, he's Magic. He's Magic. Magic. You no, know, he, he he definitely gets. But you know, it ain't cheap, Brad. But but yeah, he he's been doing it for such a long time. He's let's put it this way, he's a loyal customer. <laughs> That's right. They know him. They take yes. care of him. Yes. Yeah. He calls a pickup immediately. Yes, sir. One hundred percent. Hey, get this though. Just so you know, fun fact. Guess whose yacht that we're on, and he's been taken for the last. 
this is a new one that he's on over the last, I think, four years. Who's? Um, Stan Kroenke. Shut up. Yes. This is, we're on Stan Kroenke's yacht. Oh, my God. Yes. Stan Kroenke yeah. so, rents well, the yacht off the there, call, call, call Kevin Dimoff and ask him about Stan Kroenke's yacht. That's yeah. the yacht you're on? That's the yacht we're on. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible. He didn't know it at first, and then and then it was investigating and then found out that it was it was their yacht. Yeah, so it's it's pretty incredible. Needless to say that every detail is impeccable. Oh, I'm sure. I Clark. mean, you think about like, you know, you know him and you know SoFi Stadium and what that is. It's the new Taj Mahal of the NFL. But think think of that and it's a yacht and with the detail that he put into everything that he does he put into this yacht as well so it, it just think about it, it, it they spared, they spared no expense fred to put it that way you know i, I guess so that's a good thing yeah rodney what kind of life is this i mean now I when we hear this i know i know i'm on a yacht with magic oh cool that's great and he does it every year good you wonder whose yacht it is who stan Kroenke. wow <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my God. yeah it was pretty pretty fun pretty fun fred yeah i would say you know what yeah. you should do you should write a little note for kevin demoff and then hide <laughs> it under one of the pillows i know right <laughs> right I'm, I'm, no you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna walk around and and uh maybe i'll facetime kevin on the yacht with, with everybody on it oh you have to do that right you have to do that yeah yeah that yeah, would I'll be hilarious that. <laughs> please show this to your boss. Yeah, please immediately. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> you know what Demoff will say? Damn, I've never been on that yacht, <laughs> but you have. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe you're in the yeah. same stateroom that Sean McVay's been in. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, right? Who knows? Who knows? Oh my God. Okay. Well, now let's all come together. I mean, it's time to celebrate this incredible trip and all of us be one. And to provide that kind of comfort and spirituality for us, let us welcome on Vic the Brick with the Daily Haiku at 2, which today is at 1225. Ah. Some things never change, Rodney. Some things never change. Vic, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, Fred. Hello, Vic. Good afternoon, Captain Pete. <laughs> VTP. Ahoy. Ahoy. We are so happy for your annual sojourn with Irvin Cookie. Can you please describe in the mind's eye right now, Rodney, where you are? And what you see. I'm in my room, Vic, and uh, there are several staterooms on this uh, on this vessel. I am looking out of the window to the port of Porta Cerdoval, which is on the island of Sardinia. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And um, I am... Uh, Looking at the lights and the water and the other boats in the harbor in my room while the others are eating dinner, Vic. It's uh, a beautiful thing. Yes. Tutto bene. 
Yeah, say it again, Big. Say it again. Tutto bene, right? Yes, yes, yes. Big, <laughs> you've been a lot of places. You haven't been there, have you? I have. Of course you have. They, they used course, to call me Mr. Costa Amalfitano. Aha! He's the Amalfi Coast guy. I'm the Amalfi Coast guy, Rodney. I thought they used to call you Mr. Teabag. That too. <laughs> but uh, obviously not traveling, you know, on a, you know, an incredible, an incredible yacht. I I, I took the bus from uh, Sorrento up to uh, to Salerno. Oh, yeah. And of course, made the stop in Portofino, where I hung out for a oh, couple of days. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then uh, you know, Vic? took some local transportation to uh, Capri. Have you uh, have you glided past Capri? We have, we have. We were in Capri a couple of days ago. We did Sorrento as well, Vic. For Sorrento was the first time I've been there, but it's beautiful. I, I I'd never been there before, but yes, very 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 cool. And we're going to Portofino. Portofino tomorrow, the next day. Portofino Port- Port- like a, uh, a Well, you've been to Portofino, Rodney. You and Holly yeah. have been there many times, right? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like a painting. It's a painting. It is like a painting, yeah. Well, we're so happy for your happiness. And you really savor the moments and give our love to Irv and... Yes. And Sam and LL and... Yes. Whoever's on that wacky boat. <laughs> It is wacky. It, believe me, it is wacky. Most importantly, do you have some nice flotation devices on the boat? Yes. <laughs> Just gonna wait. What kind, of float, wait what kind of flotation device are you talking about, Vic? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you guys pull up and you know dock, and everyone goes in the water, I'm sure some people want some, oh. you know, want to float. Oh, okay. 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 I'm, I'm sure there yeah. are some nice flotation yeah, devices. There, yeah. Yes. Yes, the there are, Vic. Yes, there are. Uh, a, lot of toys, a lot of toys on this boat, boat Vic. That's what you want to call them. Yeah. No. Is it true that there's there's a an actual uh, jacuzzi on board? That would be a fact, Vic. Yes. And a movie theater. And the movie theater. Yes. So, so reports are are genuine. Coming out of uh, TMZ on the, on, the, on the boat. What's that? The reports on TMZ are totally accurate. Yes, there there is a jacuzzi on the boat. Accurate. Facts. Oh, blessings. Well, listen, you guys enjoy. And we'll uh, savor the moments. Hey, Vic, did you hear who owns the boat? Cronky. Can you believe that? Yeah. I can. I can believe We're that. That's wild. We keep it in L.A. We keep it in L.A., Vic. Keep it in the sea of dot. Yes. The floating Angelinos. <laughs> making their way okay, to all the beautiful Italian towns on the coast. All right, Vic. Throwing down the mad law from Los Angeles. That's good, Vic. Yes. Ah, so good, Rodney. So good. Yes, yes. Well, as I say in Sardinia... Jesus, there it is, Vic. There it is. One more time for the people in the back. I am to life. All right, that's good, Vic. That's good. Executive producer of the very exotic Rogan and Rodney show. Please give it up. Put your hands together. 
seven figures now. Spinning the globe, y'all. Pull up your yeah, pants, yeah. take off the bra, and be a man. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. All the audio you hear, all the beautiful music, all the musical drops, all the sound. He is the Sultan of Sound. Please. Put your hands together. It's Ronnie Fastio. King Flavor? The Sultan of Sound. Technology and stuff. <laughs> wow. Well, this is this is a great day. Great to hear your voice, Rodney. I'm so happy you guys have a great trip. And Thank you, BTB. We're very, very... Uh, we, share in, we, we share in this uh, amazing voyage. I know last, last summer was canceled, but... You're with me. It must be great. It's like a two-year hiatus for you guys. Yes, yes. We missed it last year because of COVID. That damn yeah. COVID. Yeah. Crazy, so we, uh, crazy. Well, withdrawals, Vic, and now we're back. Well, order has been restored in the Mediterranean. Yes. By the way, Sports Plus has uh, tweeted, uh, the yacht was built for the late... Emer of Qatar and Jubilee and was sold to Stan Kroenke who also owns the 281 foot yacht Aquila together with his wife Ann Walton uh, that one accommodates 31 guests and 16 cabins and 45 crew and 24 cabins so you're on the small boat we're on Aquila Are you? that's the one you're on? yeah oh man so that's the one okay well uh, first I mispronounced it and second uh, yeah yeah Okay. It, it looks like a Carnival Cruise Boat. <laughs> wow. Okay. Trust me, that's no cabin leaving from Orlando, Florida. Trust me. No, that's for sure. No, 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 no not at all. Right, Rodney, right. that's, that's, that's no cabin you know, on, on the good ship uh, Disney World over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a simple man, Vic. I didn't know how to act when I first got on the boat, you know? You know, you get, you get acclimated. On, you, you, get acclimated. You, you know, you, you, you see towels that you, you only see at the Ritz-Carlton, and you want to grab them and put them in your bag and <laughs> walk away with the soap and the, <laughs> the, the, the 406,000 thread count sheets that you want to just put in your suitcase on the <laughs> been the most memorable meal so far can you can you uh, recall Vic, so so imagine he's a, he's a he's a creature of habit so he likes to go to his favorite places and he does it every year right and uh and uh so one of them is in capri and it's called via yes. verde and um so you go in and, <laughs> and again it's it's like the red sea so they all know he's the you know the staff all know he's coming and as soon as they come in, they blast the music. And guess what they play? They play the old favorite Dean Martin, That's Amore. And then the whole restaurant starts singing and singing. Oh, yeah. Yes. When the brother hit the like a big That's Amore. Yes. And the whole restaurant sings. And then obviously the pasta and the, the truffle pizza. Uh, which is another thing, Fred. I, 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 I'll, I'll be back in uh, probably about 30 pounds heavier than I <laughs> once left. Um, 
But yes, it's been delicious, Big. It's, it's you know, you travel around the world. When people do well, they do it well, which is what they do well in Italy is, is food, especially pasta and tomatoes and olive oil and all those things is delicious. Have you had some, have you had some, some eggplant? What? Melanzani. Stop it. Everything, Big. It oh. just keeps coming. Yes, Vic. Well, this haiku for you is brought to you by one of the premier haiku artists. Rodney, you know him, you love him. It's Shiki. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Fred. Shiki. Bringing out a heavyweight. In the the Japanese Baseball Hall of Fame for his haikus. This haiku for you on this Tuesday, July the 5th. Is Rodney Pete sails the Mediterranean and it paints us that sensational picture? He, he can't get over it, Rodney. <laughs> he can't. No, I just love it. He can't get over it. I love it. And the color of that water. Oh my God! What is the color of that water, Rodney? That blue. What is that kind of a that blue? What is it? Is blue. I think it's a. It's a special color, Big. I don't even know what color it is, but it's like, yeah. It's right? I know. It's a wild, blue, wacky, it's, turquoise yeah. blue. Wacky. Wacky. Crystal clear, oh, God, yet electric. <laughs> yes, Vic. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The best is yet to come. <laughs> the young grass. Kids get together to hit a ball. I'm feeling you. Shiki. Shiki. Working some young grass today, Vic? Young grass. Working the young grass. Kids get together to hit a ball. How how much better is that? What's the definition of young grass? It's a young grass. is just kind of growing at a very uh, initial stage of of its of its uh, of its of its cycle, beautiful grass. So you're saying it wasn't sod; it was uh, seeds that grew. Exactly, like at, at, at the crown jewel of all stadiums, the Dodger Stadium. You see the grass, and you can smell that grass. Oh yeah, I mean Tommy Lasorda used to just you know inhale the grass for all of us and say, "There's nothing like this." Nothing like this, you everybody. This is it, baby. That yeah, was smell the, of the grass. The smelling the grass. Grass. Oh yeah. Oh, the Dodger Stadium grass is just beautiful. Oh man. The grass at Camelback Ranch is better, Vic. That has a very beautiful grass as well. But for me, Dodger Stadium's grass when it's when this ground crew has it all together yeah. and it's ready for baseball. Yeah, Vic, I'm trying. And you to- can. Just I'm trying to remember. If you smell it, Fred, you can just smell that no, grass. Believe smell me. it. Yeah, we know. Um, did you go with Rodney Nye when he slummed and went to Arizona instead of the Mediterranean when we went to uh, Dodger Spring training? Did you go on that trip? I did not. Okay, we walked around on that grass at Camelback Ranch. I want to tell you something, and anybody that's ever done it, and we were out in left field, yeah. you just want to take yeah. your clothes off and roll around on it. You want to oh, lay yeah. down and go to sleep on that grass. That yeah. grass. Mm. I don't know what it is. In, in in that area of Phoenix, Arizona, in general, I I I, to, I think I told you this story in college. All the all the places we played, 
throughout college, everybody, on, on other teams as well, Arizona State had the best grass in the pack, if not the country. It was the best. Really? Oh, yeah. Without Hands down. Hands down. Arizona State had the best grass. Isn't that interesting, Vic, it, that grass grows well in the desert? It really is. It, it must be maybe the, the soil or the, you know, and the climate and the combination. Well, we never gave it that uh, much thought, but I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. It, it, that's, that's wild. Yeah. All right. Well, Vic, that was a good haiku today. Well, thank you, guys. And, you know, just so, uh, we're so happy to hear, you know, the voice of Rodney. And it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Okay, a uh, little Laker whisper. You hearing the whispers over there, Rodney? The Laker little whispers. whispers. You hearing uh, them? The whispers. All right, we'll get to Hearing whispers. whispers. All right. Bringing you LA's best sports talk weekdays, noon to three. Rogan and Rodney. There it is. Come on. It's your eye like a big Yeah, it is. That's Come today's on, afternoon friend. delight. This is yes. afternoon delight. Like this is afternoon delight. You got a lot of wine in that boat, Rodney? <laughs> today's <laughs> afternoon delight. Is that some more by Dean Martin? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's flowing, Fred. It's flowing all over the place. It really is. It's um, yeah, it's flowing. I, I, I just want to say, right there. Tony Alvarez uh, listens to the show, and he's really happy you're back today. He said, "Tony, yeah. yo, Rodney, uh, can you loan Fred a few bucks to get a haircut and dye his hair? Your partner looks homeless." <laughs> Seriously. You know, just because Rodney went on vacation and I developed an edge. What's wrong with yeah. that? I'm, I'm looking at you right now, Fred. You look pretty good. I like the, the, the goatee is still there. The yeah. beard and the mustache, the, everything is still there. You look, yeah. Your hair is combed a little bit, too. It's unusual. That's for sure. Yeah. And by that, the way. That is unusual because, yeah, you've, you know, throughout the summer, you've been coming in a little disheveled. <laughs> and, and the picture the guy sees of me and says I'm homeless <laughs> is when my hair is combed. So, if he'd have, oh lord! If he had seen oh, the other no. ones, then he'd gone. Oh my god! Whatever happened to him? All right. And now, from the court to the courtroom with Jacob Emrani. Okay, here comes our buddy Jacob Emrani. Jacob, good afternoon. Oh, hello, Jacob. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, not too bad. We're neither of us are, uh, as good as Rodney is. Oh. <laughs> hey, Rodney, pretty... tell me how, how how was the lemon restaurant? Oh, beautiful! It was delicious. I love that place. Yeah. I would love that yeah, place. You know that I was place. there two years ago with my wife. Such a such a such a beautiful restaurant. What a beautiful island! Yeah, I want to grow those vines like that they did in that lemon restaurant. Amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Well, listen, you know, you're blessed enough to be there. Enjoy yourself and be safe. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, Jacob. Uh, as a proud partner of the Lakers, the Lakers. Hey, wait. Today. Before you start that, hey, oh, Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> yes, sir. If I slip and, if I slip and okay. fall in that jacuzzi Vic was talking about up on the boat, uh, do I have a case against Magic? I hate to say it. Say hello to the Magic Man for me, but yes, <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rodney, enjoy this trip because right. it's going to be your last one. <laughs> It'll be the last one. <laughs> That's right. You won't be part of that group anymore. 
<laughs> the second thought. Take that back. Yeah. Why, That's right. why is Rodney always hanging out by the jacuzzi, no matter what time yeah. it is? Hey, can you put some more oil on that step right there for All me, right. please? That is hilarious. All right, Jacob. Um, so, DeMar DeRozan, that's the Laker whisper. Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, and a pick for DeMar DeRozan. What do you know and what do you think? You know, I, I think the Lakers are going to kick the tires in just about every opportunity out there. I think, you know, DeMar, I remember a few years ago they were, you know, shooting to get him, and he just thought that the stage was too big. And I remember him saying that, you know, if you go to the Lakers, you need to win a lot of championships in order to be recognized as one of the top guys. But if you go to another team, you can win one championship and you'll be right up there in their Hall of Fame. So, you know, when I heard him say that a few years ago when the Lakers were looking for him, I just didn't really know whether he has that it factor in order to, you know, be part of the Lakers. But maybe now, you know, he realizes he can't really win anywhere else, and maybe he's going to have some more drive to come in here and, you know, help the team. But obviously he's talented, uh, but, you know, I don't know whether he's my top, you know, he's my top guy to go after. Yeah, I, I would I would say that. And sometimes, it's, you know, as guys, and you've been around a long time, Jacob, too, so you know guys as they get older, you know, things their priorities change. And sometimes, you know, as you get older, the, the chance of getting a ring kind of seems further and further in the distance. And you try to capture that. So that that may be where his his mindset his mindset is. But also, do you think that if they were to get him, is, is he the right fit for the Lakers? Well, I think the good thing about him is he's one of those guys who can get his own shot. And I think that's one of the things that we were missing, right? We need somebody who can create on his own. Uh, you know, his defense is, you know, average. But he definitely is one of those guys who can get you some points and he can create on his own. And I think that's one of the things we need this year. We need some guys who can create their shots. Because as you remember, when the office was getting stagnant last year, people were just passing the ball around and nobody could really get to the basket. Now, you know, adding, you know, Fisdale this year as well, you know, can help because he's going to bring another mentality to the offensive side of, you know, the coaching staff. Uh, but I really feel like Lakers are going to look at every single option out there. And, uh, you know, I don't think DeMar is a bad option, uh, you know, but ultimately at the end of the day, I don't know if this is just some rumors or whether there's really some major truth to it. All right, Jacob, time's short. Uh, you always share something with our listeners. And, you know, Rodney made a joke about the jacuzzi. But I'm sure you deal with things like slip and falls or, or dog bites. What's that like? What should people do? Well, you know, they, they do, and I know, you know, Rodney, you know, was saying something that was a joke, and I'd like to say the other side of it. You know, we all saw, you know, when we talk about premise liability, which is something I do for the past 25 years, we saw what happened in Miami where those poor people were, uh, you know, killed, you know, in the issues with that building that, you know, they had to finally bring down because of the fact that it was so dangerous. And unfortunately, we deal with a lot of, you know, people getting injured in their own buildings. People get injured because the roof comes down because it's not being maintained correctly. People falling left and right on stairs that are not maintained correctly in their apartment buildings. So, you know, when you talk premise liability, Fred, it's really about making sure that the owners of the building, the owners or the people that actually did the construction, set up the building, took every single measure to follow the laws, make sure that everything's up to code. And when things are not, 
you know, things are beginning to deteriorate in the building, they hold it up. And you'd be pretty shocked about how many people get injured in their own, you know, building somewhere where they're renting or they're leasing. And we handle a lot of those cases. So it's just important to understand that there is insurance. If you're injured because somebody else failed to maintain, you know, your building or even an office building, uh, and you end up getting injured, the first thing you do is make sure that you take pictures of what the dangerous condition and what you ended up getting injured on. And then after that, when you call us, we'll help you kind of walk through the layers of whether there is somebody that we can help, you know, hold liable for you. All right. Jacob, thanks for coming on. Love talking to you on Tuesday. Uh, you have a great week. You too, buddy. And Rodney, keep enjoying yourself. I enjoy every one of those pictures. Fantastic, and I will, Jacob. Thanks for joining us. Take care, guys. All right, there goes our buddy Jacob and Ronnie. Tune into the Extra Innings podcast hosted by David Vassay, available on the iHeartRadio app, featuring exclusive interviews and insider information about the boys in blue. It's presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Please drink responsibly. Kevin, Ronnie, thank you. Rodney, don't fall overboard. <laughs> well, I won't, Fred, but you know, there's cameras everywhere, so somebody will find me. I'm sure they will. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Making money off of cuss words, writing again Learn how to take a head, so I fight with my pen Late night, down sunset, like in the sin What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell, to live and die in LA On bail, my people say To live and die in LA